Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. We are back once again. Brand new episode. We are right in the thick of March Madness. So I know a lot of people out there are probably getting their brackets together and, you know, trying to make sure that they have the best guesses of what team's going to do what. Um, obviously, everyone knows I'm a North Carolina fan from the last episode. Just uh, going through the ACC tournament. They came up short. Sucks, I know. But, you know, as always, the thing to look forward to is the actual NCAA tournament. They got number two seed. I'm happy about it. And uh, we go on from there. And uh, I'm just going to, you know, at the time I'm taping this now, they've been doing the opening round games. These are like the the last chance for certain teams that were on the bubble. And they're in the tournament, but not officially in the field of 64. Uh, LIU Brooklyn was uh, one of those teams. They uh, got knocked out. But shout out, shout out to LIU Brooklyn. I mean, they're local. They do a great job every year. Obviously, they're in a very small conference. But uh, they've made it to the tournament a couple of years. And just shout out to them. LIU Brooklyn, they always do a great job. And, you know, they're basically neighbors to the radio station. So shout out to them. And like I said, it's March Madness. So, you know, you get into it. It's a great time. I just had to put that out there. But uh, ironically, today's show is not even about college basketball. It's like no basketball, period, in regards to this show. Today's show is something that we actually, well, I should say I don't talk about often. It's about hockey. Yeah, you heard me. It's about hockey. The NHL. The NHL is in Brooklyn. I know people are, are still trying to figure that out. But the NHL is actually in Brooklyn. The uh, New York Islanders, for all those hockey fans out there, New York Islanders have uh, been in Long Island. Basically, I think their whole existence, and I mind you, this is me just spitballing a little bit because I'm not an expert when it comes to this. But uh, they were very successful in the 70s. Uh, they struggled, you know, in recent years. I think actually even more recent years now, they've, they've kind of righted the ship and they've had a couple of playoff appearances. They got a great guy in uh, Tavares, who's a... Uh, apparently their franchise player and they play at Barclays Center. They just moved to Barclays Center, I say about a few seasons ago. And there's been complaints. People have not been happy about it. You know, the the, the long uh diehard um Islander fans, they miss the old Nassau Coliseum. Granted, um there's always been the debate back and forth as if you miss this team so much, why not fight for them when you had them in Long Island? That's always been a huge discussion. Now, obviously, Brooklyn, from what I've heard, it just doesn't fit in the whole hockey scheme, like the, the way Barclays Center is set up. These are just rumors. Once again, I, I for one, am not the one to judge, but this is stuff that I've heard from people. So uh, with that being said, uh, today's guest, uh, Mr. Andy Francis, he is uh, he's an actor, comedian, uh, the guy does so much different work, especially you see on his YouTube page, which I'm going to shout out, Andy Francis. That's two S's at the end. He uh, he does different parodies of movies that are out, uh, as well as a lot of sports stuff. And he's a diehard uh, New York Islanders fan. But uh, as he likes to call it, he's a realistic fan. You know, he talks about just his old, um growing up an Islanders fan and just going through the whole process of everything. And he also let me in on a pretty big uh, moment in not just Islanders history, but NHL history regarding Santa Claus's fighting during an on-ice promotion a couple of years ago. He actually 
was uh one of those people, one of those Santa Clauses that was in that that huge melee on the ice. So uh, it, it was actually mentioned in Sports Illustrated and ESPN. It was a big deal. So he's actually going to give the insight. This is an exclusive because you don't see this anywhere else in regards to just this whole big fight on the ice with Santa Clauses and uh, the Rangers fans. It, it, it was a big mess. This was a few years. This was, I can't, I think over 10 years ago. It's that far back. I don't even want to make myself sound that old, but it's that long ago. And it's an amazing story. So you're going to get to hear that as well as the stuff that he does with his career and his comedy. Just a, like I said, great stuff. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, also, because, like I said, this is just a full hockey show, the New York Islanders are in Brooklyn as of right now, but just recently there was a press conference about the team moving to a new arena in Belmont. Now, this is a bit of a shock since they haven't been in, in Brooklyn that long, and the outrage, I'm assuming, was that that big to the point that they wanted to build another arena and they want to get their own space and, and they want to leave Brooklyn like that. Now, I'm speaking on behalf of the other Brooklyn residents out there, whether you're a fan or not, you still feel a sort of a, a, a kind of way about it. I mean, they just got here and already they're talking about leaving, talking about getting their own arena. And this just doesn't feel like, you know, like an Islanders game because it's in Brooklyn. It's not, in, you know, Long Island. All these different things you're hearing. And, and I'm going to play the actual press conference, which they basically just it was like freedom saying that they're going to have their own arena and leaving Brooklyn. I'm not going to be bitter and petty and say good riddance, you know, and all that, because that's just not the way to be. I am going to say that having hockey in Brooklyn was a different experience. And, you know, they we have a couple more years left with them until they do get their new arena. Still go out and support them. They're still Brooklyn's hockey team. They may not want to be, but that's just the way it is. And it's an interesting dynamic, you know. I didn't I wasn't completely sure if having hockey in Brooklyn would work. Granted, there's in Jersey, you got the Devils, uh in um Midtown Manhattan, Master Square Garden, the Rangers, of course, that's definitely gonna work. But having hockey in Brooklyn, I, I was never too bought in on that and I'm going to experience a couple of games before they actually make their move and and just really give a more a more detailed uh breakdown in terms of what it really feels like to be a uh Brooklyn Islanders or New York Islanders fan because they don't want to be called Brooklyn, they just still want to be called the New York Islanders. And I think that you know, we probably could have given it more of a of a shot just like, you know, supporting the games more. I know it's not a lot of sellouts but uh it's a it's a tough sell. I just think Brooklyn it's it's a tough sell to say, okay, we're gonna have a hockey team and it's gonna be this, it's gonna be that when you don't hear many people talk about, man, we're gonna go play hockey in Brooklyn. You just maybe that's just me. Like I said, I could be wrong here. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Ed Easton Jr. as well as Instagram and we'll discuss it. We'll just go on from there. But uh I like I said, it's it's tough to um really determine whether or not Brooklyn is the hot spot for hockey. You know, it just I just never hear that conversation. So we're gonna discuss that. We're gonna see how it goes. And um moving forward, what happens now? 
What's going to be the next sport to uh, come to Brooklyn that people may not expect? Will it be rugby? Will it be this? Will it be that? It's always going to be that. You know, it's always going to be that discussion. I just know personally I'm willing to give anything a try and I'm going to pursue other sports just to see what other people are thinking in, in regards to just having another professional sports team. That's not the norm, not a basketball team, you know, a baseball team. I just want to see because I felt like hockey probably could have worked and maybe the Islanders weren't the right team for it, but they're getting their own arena. It's the whole new thing and we're just going to have to deal with it. That's just what it is. So we'll enjoy the Islanders while they're here. We'll see what happens moving forward, but I'm going to let you, the the listener, I'm going to let you be the judge and let me know what you think in regards to the whole Islanders move. And I want you to listen to the whole press conference they had uh, back in December talking about the Islanders moving back to the island and again, a new arena and, and the supposedly big difference is going to make with this change. So like I said, I'm going to let you guys be a judge and We'll see what happens from there. After that, jump right into the interview with Mr. Andy Francis. Big show, like I said. As always, hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at EddieStonJr.SportsSocialPod.com for more information. And we're going to jump right into it. You're listening to Sports Social with Eddie Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio. The governor's approach to economic development gets everyone off of the sidelines and onto the field, onto the rink. Sorry, but in the game, however you want to say it. It's been a winning recipe for the great state of New York. It is now my honor to introduce the man who doesn't care much about the status quo, but cares an awful lot about Long Island, Governor Andrew Cuomo. Thank you, brother. What a day. First, the Howard Zemsky and the Empire State Development Corporation that worked for months to make this happen. Give Howard Zemsky a big round of applause. We're going to do it one more time. John Ledecky, owner of the Islanders. Team Captain John Tavares. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman. Senator John Flanagan, who runs the Senate, our partner in this effort. Give him a big round of applause. My friend, my man, Billy Joel. I'll tell you what I love about, best about Billy. He is an international icon. He's known all around the world. But he never has forgotten where he comes from, and he comes from Long Island. Let's give him another round of applause. This is just a big, big day. Uh, and normally, as governor, I would talk about the economic impact and the development, et cetera. Uh, Howard Zemsky is going to do that. Uh, but it is major. This is a $1 billion investment uh, that uh, is being made today. It's going to create thousands of jobs. But to me, give a billion dollars a round of applause. <laughs> to me, today is personal. Uh, I grew up in Eastern Queens, just a few miles from here, and I spent a lot of time growing up on Long Island. And the Islanders were the Long Island hockey team. That's who the Islanders were. And then they left, and they went to the Barclays Center, 
The Barclays Center is nice, very nice, but the Barclays Center is in Brooklyn. And the Islanders were from Long Island. And when they left and went to Brooklyn, Long Island lost something. It was sad because they were so much part of the identity and the culture and the character of Long Island. And I always felt when the Islanders left, they left a hole in the heart of Long Island. Now, today is a win-win-win. It is a win for the community, big economic development initiative. It's going to utilize this great asset that has been underutilized for years. How many times I drove down the Cross Island Parkway and looked at this beautiful piece of real estate saying, why don't they do something with it? Just underutilized. It is a big win for the fans because uh, it's much easier to get here than to get to the Barclays Center. This will be a, more of a full game experience. You can come earlier, there are facilities, you can hang out, you can really enjoy the game. And it is a win for the team. They're going to have their own arena, 18,000 seat arena that is designed for the Islanders, by the Islanders, uh, and it's going to be all theirs. I think it's going to help the team. I believe attendance is going to increase. Uh, I believe the passion is going to increase. So let's give them a big round of applause. Also, I want you to be very nice when Commissioner Gary Bettman comes up here. I'll tell you why. Uh, first, because he's a nice man, and we're nice to nice people. And we're nice in general, because we're New Yorkers. Uh, but also because we have an ulterior motive. Uh, the Commissioner approved this transaction, uh, which we're very grateful for. And uh, we're now appealing to the commissioner to see if we can get some of the home games played at the Nassau Coliseum until this new arena is built. So, but let's give the commissioner another round of applause. But it's very simple and it's very clear today. The Islanders are back where they belong. That's what today is all about. It feels right. It feels good. It's another sign that says the island is coming back. Congratulations to all the people that made this possible. It's a great, great day for the team, the fans. It's a great day for Long Island. And it's my pleasure to be part of it. Thank you very much. Welcome home to the New York Islanders. They'll play at a brand new arena at Belmont Park, Long Island's hockey glory. New York Arena Partners will invest, as the governor indicated, a billion dollars to transform the vacant parking lots into state-of-the-art entertainment complex. The winning proposal features an 18,000-seat year-round arena that will be a permanent home for the Islanders. 
The project includes premium full-service hotel as well to attract visitors, creates 435,000 square feet of retail, dining, and entertainment space, includes 10,000 square feet for community facility use. The project will provide opportunity for new open space and green space, as was part of our criteria, and feature a pedestrian corridor and bike path connecting the adjacent Elmont community. The plan transforms the parking lots into a hub of economic opportunity, activity, and entertainment, creating more than 12,300 construction jobs. and more than 3,100 permanent jobs. <laughs> Importantly, Arena's Partners has committed to the state's nation-leading goal of 30% MWBE contracting and 6% disabled veterans. That is impressive. Why is Arena Partners investing a billion dollars? They know we are in the process of transforming Long Island. We are investing $6.6 billion to transform the Long Island Railroad. 9.8 miles from Floral Park to Hicksville and 12.6 miles around Kakamo to Farmingdale, the double track and third track expansions, which are so important to the economy of Long Island, as you all know. And we are rebuilding 39 stations across the entire Long Island Railroad. That includes the newly rebuilt Belmont Park station that you're familiar with, and today, Importantly, we are also announcing that the MTA is committed to expanding Long Island Railroad service to Belmont Park for events year-round. You ruined the ending, guys. Thank you, Governor Cuomo. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A round of applause for Governor Cuomo. Thank you for your leadership, thank you for your vision, and thank you for being behind this critically important project for Long Island. We are so pleased and proud for you to be here today. Thank you so much. On behalf of our ARENA partnership, which consists of the Islanders, represented here today by Dewey Shea as a co-owner, Charles Wong, who is represented today by his wonderful daughter Kimberly, and Scott Malkin, my lifetime friend, Oakview Group, represented today by Tim Laiwicki, and Sterling Project Development, represented by Jeff Wilpon and Richard Brown. I want to thank all the elected officials who represent the area. We look forward to working with you and to all the great staff that Howard Zemsky runs at ESDC. Thank you. Thank you for selecting the New York Arena Partnership. The island, as the governor has said, is coming back, and that's why the islanders are coming back. And we are investing $1 billion in this state-of-the-art redevelopment at Belmont Park. On a personal note, growing up in Queens, 
I can't be more excited that the New York Islanders will have a new address here in the 11003 zip code, Elmont, New York. I love this area. I love Queens. My brother David is here today. We lived at a place called 209-39 23rd Avenue. And to all the people who lived there and had to put up with us roller skating every day after school playing street hockey, thank you for the opportunity to do that. And thank you, David, for being such a wonderful brother. For our fans, this day is for you. You've been passionate supporters of the team, both on and off the ice. Today is a huge day for this franchise, and you deserve it more than anyone else. Thank you for your support, and congratulations to you, the great fans of the New York Islanders. <laughs> to the great community of Elmont, this will be more than an arena. This site will be the home of economic development. As you saw in the slideshow, there will be local businesses, a hotel, retail, and much, much more. We will make every effort to contribute to the further success of Belmont Park and the Elmont community. That is our pledge to you. <laughs> Governor Cuomo has made all of this possible. Please remember that. We are thrilled for the fans. We are thrilled for the community on this monumental day. Thank you to all the parties that worked so hard to get us here. Now, as I'm about to introduce the great commissioner of the National Hockey League, a man whose leadership and vision helped us get us here, I want our fans to show the commissioner, to show the governor, to show Billy Joel. What is it that we do when we put a goal in the net like we've done today? Please join me in saying, that's your introduction, Commissioner. This world-class arena will be great for Islander fans. It will be great for concerts. It will be great for tourism. It will be an economic engine for this area. So it's more than just a home for the Islanders. And by the way, with the governor's kind invitation to consider letting the Islanders in the interim play at Nassau Coliseum, I think it's only fitting if I'm thinking about that if Billy Joel thinks about being the opening act for the new arena. <laughs> so, we are grateful for the leadership of Governor Cuomo and the state for laying the groundwork for what will be an extraordinary project for the community, for the state, most importantly for Long Island. And if you're an Islander fan or an Islander player, you've got a lot to be excited about. So here's to a great future for this project, for Long Island, for Long Island fans, for Islander fans, and for the future of this great community.
Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. We are back here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio. Now, I have this guy in studio, just to let everyone know, okay? I've known him for a while. He's probably one of the funniest people I know. He's one of the more honest people that you'll ever meet, you know, whether you like it or not. Just throwing it out there. I have Mr. Andy Francis in studio, actor, comedian. I'm calling you everything. I don't know. What would you like to be labeled as? Because you like, you know, you like to throw different things out there. Well, first of all, I'd like to... Say thank you for calling me an honest person. Remember, honesty is vilified now. It is. Now you just want to show up on Instagram and you want to just say some inspirational quote, show your six-pack, not live by that quote, and you're the hero somehow. So, um, yeah, I think like a – I mean, I don't – I just feel like, oh, uh, actor, model, comedian, it sounds – it just sounds awful. So I'm just kind of like a jack of all those trades. Um, You know, I got into acting – I went to college uh, in Boston. I went to Northeastern. And then, you know, after I graduated, I went to L.A., pursued acting. I'd say that went uh, better than most, but mediocre at best. <laughs> um, so essentially what happened was when pe- when people would get my uh, headshot, whatever it may be, I look like some guy who should be on a soap opera. But anyone who has ever seen me or spent time with me, they know that that comedy has always been my strong suit. But if you were to just see my picture, you know, I'd I look like, uh, I don't know, I look like a young Scott Bayo. Um, I look like I should be on a soap. So I needed to figure out a way how I could present myself in more of a comedic light. So when someone uh, saw my work, they would think about that. So what I did was I created um, kind of what eventually ended up turning into a YouTube channel, but I made two short videos where I took popular scenes from different movies and TV shows and I edited out one of the characters and then I put myself into the scene and reshaped the scene using the dialogue to make a completely different scene. Like I could be in uh, Game of Thrones and I could be talking to Daenerys about why girls on Instagram don't include pictures of their boyfriends because they still want to seem available to more potential followers. (laughs) <laughs> and any sort of mentioning of a guy would hurt that brand. But if you think about talking to a girl in Game of Thrones about that, it's ludicrous, but it's funny. Right. So I made a bunch of these, and people really seemed to enjoy them. So I kept doing them, and that grew into a YouTube channel. Um, how's that for an explanation that just went That's, all over the that road? Was, hey, you know, that was actually a good explanation. That I just want people to understand that when he's saying, like, putting people in scenes, and if you go to you know his YouTube page, he's going to promote it, obviously. It could be a scene. I think you have one with Batman where you're actually uh, – what is that one again? It's, it's, I know it's a little – it might be a little risque, but it, it's funny. I mean, risque. <laughs> oh, so risque. Uh, so, yes, it's just – this. most of the scenes are pretty short. Yeah. So if you have you – know, if you're part of the ADD culture like the rest of us, you can get through it. Um, but the Batman scene – was actually they featured it on Funny or Die, and I wasn't paid by Funny or Die or anything, which was a, I don't know, it made me, it was like some good validation. I knew, you know what, I always thought like, you know, you're just some New York henchman, like only people in the tri-state area will think you're funny. But then when when I had something featured on Funny or Die, I'm like, all right, there's got to be something here. So in the Batman scene, it's actually the ending scene from Batman Begins where he's on the roof and Commissioner Gordon. Um, he gives him that Joker card at the end to set up the second movie, and then at the end he goes, um, and I I never, uh, and I I forgot to thank you, and then 
Batman turns up at the edge and goes, uh, "You're never half. You'll never have to," or something like that. So I turned that scene into, uh, "I have an STD, but I don't have current medical coverage at my employer, and I don't know what to do." And he's talking to me about how to get through that. And at the end, uh, you know, what? I can't spoil it because the yeah. ending is probably what got it at. Uh, They'll, they'll check it out. It. They'll check it out. Yeah. Funny or Die as well as uh, your YouTube page. So they could uh, just, you want to just plug that real quick? Yeah, the, the YouTube page is, uh, you could actually just go to andyfrancis.com and that will redirect you to the YouTube page. Um, so that's A-N-D-Y and then the word France, F-R-A-N-C-E, and then two S's, Andy Francis. Um, yeah. yeah, so andyfrancis.com will redirect you to the YouTube page. Yeah, definitely check it from there. Now, obviously, you have the acting experience, and uh, you've you've had some interesting stories that you've told me, obviously, off air about your uh, experiences. Uh, what is the main thing that you learned from just like living in Hollywood and just working in the business? You know, the time you were there. Well, I mean, there's a couple different ways you can go about this. Um, something that's absolutely true that um, I would like, you know, if anyone's thinking about pursuing that is there is no golden road at all and i i will guarantee it i'll put every last dollar which is not even a lot at this point i have on it but there is not one road that's going to say oh if you do x then you'll be at y it does not work like that at all i know a guy who got on a show from an audition that he self-taped in his bathroom and then like, that's one end. A guy with no training, no experience, got put on a show by that. And then another person who did the full master's program, went to Juilliard, can't get a role. Mm. Can't get a role. And it's just so many times people, I feel like, get, get caught up in the, oh, well, and if I do this casting director sh- workshop, and I go to this headshot, and I do this class, and I do this. It just it doesn't work like that. It could, but so many times... What happens is people do, they take what happens to them and then they just apply that to the whole industry and say, oh, well, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. And it doesn't work like that. That's like my, my, my guy on a subway theory right. where, you know, a guy gets mugged on a subway and then he just tells everyone, never go on the subway. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. someone else has had completely great subway experiences their whole life. But people just tend to share what they've experienced, which is very small-minded. But what I'm telling you comes from a wide variety of people. Like um, everyone who I knew in L.A., I evaluated all their experiences, and we've come to a consensus. And they don't tell you this. You think they're going to tell you this in a casting director workshop? Yeah, you know, you can do all this stuff, and and it's probably not going to lead to anything. You think that's going to help their business? It won't. So... I don't know. If you can just listen to that and don't think I'm some random cranky guy just saying, oh, well, that sounds like a guy who's just upset and now is making excuses. No, because if you think that's the truth, then go through it and then come back to me with your head down. I like that. I don't, know, I don't know who I just got angry at. You know what? It, it doesn't matter. Whoever whoever heard it and felt the way, just, they deserve to feel the way. That's, that's basically just, the way it works. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, how about this? Let me Let me transition a little bit into something that may make you happy. Uh, you're actually in the studio right now wearing a New York Islanders hat. Yes. All right. You are a yes. big New York Islanders fan. Uh, I was with this guy about two years ago when the Islanders were in the playoffs, 
And I, I think I've never seen you get as emotional as you did during that game. Uh, they won. It was like a game five or game six, whatever game against uh, Florida, I believe. Yeah, it was It was the clinching game, uh, game six in overtime at home. So if you lose that game, you're the team that's going on the road for game seven, losing a heartbreaking uh, game six, which means the series is over. Right. And I haven't seen them win a series since the early 90s. So I know you think you have it bad as a Knicks fan, but not <laughs> that bad. And the reason Ed says he saw me go crazy is because, um, you know, Ed treats game 15 of the NBA season <laughs> like it's game seven of the NBA finals. Like, you know, a three to put them down by eight, he's holding up the three sign at me. Meanwhile, I'm not even watching the game. Hey, man, everyone counts. Every game matters to me. <laughs> so, like I said, you're such a big Islanders fan. And um, what are your thoughts? Obviously, they were in Long Island for so many years. Were you against the move to Brooklyn? Because obviously there's mixed reviews about it being here in Brooklyn. And mind you, you're on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio, so, you know, still be honest. (laughs) All right. Well, fortunately, um, fortunately, they're not going to hate my opinion uh, on this one. Well, the thing is, the Islander fans had a chance, um, I believe the year was 2012, um, to vote to keep the Islanders in Long Island by funding a new stadium, which would make their uh, tax dollars go up a- an incremental amount. Right. And this was right before the Islanders h- uh, hit their stride, but they had the young players. They had drafted Tavares. They were heading in the right direction. But because they weren't doing well, they yeah. weren't like the hot team. Mm-hmm. So these lazy Nassau County people, they didn't show up to vote for the Islanders. But you know who did show up? All the grumpy old Long Islanders who didn't want their taxes to go up. Mm. So they had a chance to keep them. And they lost them. And I was happy that they got punished. I'm not some blind fan who, like, I want the Islanders fans to be punished for them not showing up. And then they have the audacity to complain. How could you move them to Brooklyn? Oh, how could you move them to the place that we didn't show up to keep them at? Like, it's unbelievable. They didn't show up to vote and then have the audacity to complain when they're taken away. And so I'm not pissed. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I live in Brooklyn now, so I take that <laughs> G train right down to the arena. And anytime I want to go on a date, you ever heard of the term cheap date? That's the new <laughs> definition, taking them to an Islanders game. Hey, you know, it, it, it gets it done. And obviously, you've gone to the games in Long Island. Um, we actually have a story about you in Long Island. But I just want to ask, before I get into that story, the biggest difference between the crowd in Long Island at the uh, the old Nassau, Colise- Nassau Coliseum yeah to now with Barclays Center. Is there a huge difference with your, with the fan base? Because you have a special nickname for them, so, you know. Yeah, the the fans in Long Island are carnies. They're carnies. <laughs> They're the people who work on the boardwalk in obscure beach towns along the East Coast. They're carnies. Mm. They, the best way I can explain it is when you were walking to the Nassau Coliseum, you'd look around and you'd think you somehow went to 1991. The hairstyles, the clothing, it's, a, it's like someone took the saturation and dropped it down. Like there wasn't in-person saturation. People were walking around in standard definition. Like they were in 360p with old haircuts. And look, this I'm not going to get too controversial about this, but they don't care. About, they will curse right over your son and use the most, like, you think the stuff that you see in the news now is bad? Go to an Islander game in Nassau County. Someone will be spilling their beer on your 10-year-old son while yelling a racist chant that doesn't even apply to someone on the ice. 
Wow. <laughs> That's bad. Yo. Oh, my God. So you can say that the person, the, the people that show up now are a little bit better, classier. Is that if that's the case? No, it's just nobody. So <laughs> now it's just, I mean, it's it's just, it's just nobody. It's it's people who didn't want to spend money to take their, their, their girlfriends to the Ranger game. That is funny and very true. Once again, I'm here with Andy Francis. And Eddie, I, I got to go into this story. And you told me about this. And mind you, I'm not the biggest hockey fan in the world. Everyone who listens to the show knows this. I'll probably give you the, the bare minimum that I may have seen on a so, blur. So, Ed, so you would say that you're you're just kind of casually informed about hockey, right? Casually. Yeah, so so basically you're qualified to work at ESPN. <laughs> you, could, you could have two hours of opinions on it. You know, you barely know anything, and now you can just, you know, report like you know everything. I'm going to say a no comment on that situation, <laughs> just in case. Future endeavors, you never know. Um, but I do want to say, uh, once again, like, you know, you're, you're such a big Islanders fan. And I heard about this story uh, back in the day about there being Santa Santa Claus fight <laughs> at Nassau Coliseum at a uh, Islanders game. And then I meet you some years later, and you tell me that you're actually part of the reason for that fight. Yeah, I'm Can- the orchestrator. I was the orchestrator of all of it. Yeah. Um. Like if you if you remember uh, Ocean's Eleven, like yes. the first couple scenes with just Brad Pitt and George Clooney, that was me and my buddy starting this whole this whole idea, <laughs> and then it just grew to a, about eleven. Interestingly enough, <laughs> so what happened was um, approaching Christmas in two thousand three, the Islanders were having a promotion where if you dressed up like Santa Claus in the on the December twenty third game against the Flyers. Uh, you got to get free tickets to the game. So if you dress up like Santa Claus, you get um, you get to go to the game for free. We thought they would just throw us all the way up top, you know, kind of like they do to the military members who they, they give tickets to the game. They just throw them up to the top to thank them for their service. But anyway, um, so they they let us into the game for free. And also part of the promotion was that uh, during the intermission, you got to go onto the ice if you were a Santa Claus and wave to the crowd. Like, you got to be like, eh, hey, and wave because it's, you know, a jolly Christmas time. So we decided, because um, half my friends are Ranger fans, like you get that here in New York, you know, 50-50. So my friends who were Ranger fans, um, they wore a Ranger jersey under their Islander jersey. So during that, um, during the intermission when they had that promotion and we all came out onto the ice, they took off the Islander jerseys to reveal Ranger jerseys underneath. And now the whole crowd in the Nassau Coliseum starts booing them. So they're like, you know, now imagine that, like a, a stadium booing at these Ranger fan Santa Clauses. So when my other friends, the Islander fans amongst us saw that happen, we started pushing them like you could do to your friends. It's not like some serious deal. It'd be the equivalent of me just like, you know, like nudging you, Ed. Uh, so we started pushing them and the crowd started cheering. So now the crowd is cheering us, pushing our friends, but they don't know we're friends. So what do the other Islander Santa Claus uh, people do? They see us. They're like, oh, well, we got to do that, too. So now all these other Santa Clauses start jumping my friends, including, like, children, like, eight years old, are hanging off my friend's neck. And it created this whole ruckus and melee that delayed the start of the second period. It was on the news. It was on SportsCenter. It's currently on uh, Sports Illustrated, like, top 100 craziest uh, sports moments of the 2000s. And it was all just 
orchestrated by two idiots coming home after their first semester of college and uh, and doing that. And since then, the NHL has banned on-ice promotions with the fans. So you're welcome, everyone. You're not allowed on the ice because of me. That is uh, <laughs> got to be one of the more unique stories I think I've ever heard. I think it's got to be an exclusive because I've checked, you know, I've done my research trying to see more information. No one's really been spoken to about this, like in terms of actual who was involved, you know? Well, just cause, just like I told you. Uh, I feel like you just about, revealed yourself. It's like you just said who shot Tupac or Viggy, you know what I'm saying? That's what I feel like you just did to yourself. Yeah, well, fortunately that wasn't <laughs> me. But, yeah, it's crazy because just this past Christmas they ran a commercial like, the Islanders ran a commercial where a fan called it one of his favorite Islanders moments. And it's funny because, like, I have pictures from that night that 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 would, A, verify that it was us, and, yeah. B, like, um, <laughs> one would assume that it would want to be seen. I mean, regardless, um, yeah, it's, like, still remembered when you bring it up to even Ranger fans because they played it during the Rangers broadcast the next day, <laughs> you know, because I guess they were proud. It's like sending – it's like when Triple H went to WCW. <laughs> it's like they sent yeah. their people and got them on there. That was – I still think it's, it's just very funny. Oh, now. oh, oh yes. if, if you want to see it, there is uh, – there's some guy who was able to upload it, I guess. Right. Uh, if you just Google one word, Santa fight – and you'll see in the thumbnail, um, like, you know, a Santa's on the ice. Uh, that was just a quick uh, video snippet of it. I'll put it on the website as well so people can check it out on uh, Sports Social Pod on the page. But uh, that has got to be one of the more unique stories I think I've ever heard. And uh, let's hope that there is no justice being brought upon. I don't want there to be like a, a wanted sign out for you saying – we got to find these guys after all these years. It could be a cold case. I don't know, man. Like, you well, know, well, you, you know, there's yourself. there's there's something called the uh, Carney statute of limitations. OK, <laughs> I, I was a Carney. Okay. I was an absolute Long Island Carney, as most of us are. Uh, <laughs> but I was able to go to school in Boston and then I lived out on the West Coast and that eradicated about 92 percent of my Carney. So mm. there's only so much they can get me for now. OK, now I got to make the quick transition. You talk about. You know, obviously, your thoughts on sports are very honest. You say people don't deserve certain things. In sports today, we talk a lot, especially me and you on the side, about things that, like, that annoy you, you know, that grind your gears, I guess, if you want to put it that way. What are some of the top sports things that just get on your nerves that just you can't stand? Um, okay, I mean, there's, there's a few ways we can go about this. Um, I do not like the short memory that fans have, they just, you know, like Blake Bortles is an absolute bum week one. He threw for 67 yards against the Bills. How could you ever win with a guy like that? Very next week against uh, Pittsburgh, well, he throws, I don't know, probably over 300 for a, a few touchdowns. Let me tell you something. I think this is a guy you can build on. He's clearly <laughs> shown the confidence to just the week-to-week flimsy nature that, like, people have not forgetting or just always forgetting all the previous events that happened. It's like, I know it's kind of cliche to say prisoner of the moment, but it gets to a point where, like, I legitimately get pissed off. Um, I hate uh, kind of, like, the, the, the uh, I don't want to call it the hot take culture, but when you, that guy, Jason Whitlock, for example, mm-hmm. he told me, me, and when I, when you speak to the viewers, there's a bit of, yeah, you're talking to me. He said, you 
put your life on the line. Like, when you take the Carolina Panthers over the Broncos, I've never seen a game less worth... Like, that is... It's the surest bet you could ever have in life. Put everything you got on it. Put your kids' lives on it. Anything <laughs> you got, put it on I'm not even watching the game. That's how sure sure I am. What happens? What happens? They lose, and yeah. there's my kids. There goes my kids. <laughs> on Whitlock, and he doesn't have to answer for it. Right. Like... Ed, where I where I come from, um, <laughs> if if you're taking a girl out uh-huh. and you say, "Ah, oh, man, I, I need a place to go," and I go, "Ah, oh, yeah, take her down to uh, Tony Pepperoni's on the corner." Tony yeah, Tony Pepperoni's, <laughs> Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Pepperoni's, um, and you have an awful time there. But I was like, "No, you got to go there. She's gonna love it. She hates it, and you hate it." I got news for you. You're never gonna ask. M- me for a place to go and my advice is always now going to be tainted in your head well i remember the tony pepperoni experience and and with these guys it's ridiculous if they make a correct call they'll they'll roll the replay 50 times remember when i <laughs> remember when i called the jags going to the super bowl meanwhile they just delete the 957 things they were wrong about mm-hmm. it's like it's that stuff infuriates me mm-hmm. just stand in front of what you did take the bullet all just right. just take yeah. it. Okay. Just take it. Like, don't delete that picture that got three likes. We know. <laughs> like, we knew it was there. We knew you had the failed pick. Uh. You don't have to just keep the good ones. Like, we <laughs> we know what happens. Uh. That that stuff kills me, man. And then, or, or another thing from those guys when it's, sorry, Stephen A. I, this is probably like a Stephen A. town, but um, <laughs> it's just like, Oh well, I, he's like I know I know the Warriors going to take the Cavs because they're they're Rough Riders. Oh, oh, that's why they're going to win, Stephen, because they're Rough Riders. Oh, thanks for that hard hitting analysis. All right, Dad, don't watch the game. They're going to win because Stephen A. said they're Rough Riders. Like it's it's unbelievable. I know who the Rough Riders. You know are, who the Rough the Riders. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. We have our conversations. You're a big DMX guy. Um, so now the last thing I want to get into because once again, I, I've known you and you talk a lot about dating. All right, a lot. You have, and this is this is something that's a little off from the sports topic, but you know what? I just want to give you the the venue, the the platform to really to air your. I don't know if it's called grievances, but your thoughts on just dating today. <laughs> well, you know, Ed, I've run an advanced algorithm, and most people who like sports like dating. <laughs> um, okay. Well. How about we focus on online dating? Online dating, all right. I feel that. like that's been a lot of my, uh, a lot of my gripes. Uh, do you know what online dating is, Ed? The supplemental draft. That's what you do. <laughs> you that's the, that's your comparison to that. The supplemental draft. Is, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Josh Gordon was in there, but look what he's done. I mean, yeah. this guy's giving you headaches left and right. Yeah. Um, I've also compared it to. Uh, I've compared to shopping at the outlets. You mm. you think you're winning, like look how great this is, <laughs> but you know you're getting all the returned items at a discounted rate. Oh, that's <laughs> not good. That is not good. Um, uh, another, what's another? Uh, there's just there's there's just too many double standards. You know, like mm. uh, I almost don't want to go into it, but it's just like. Well, I know for you, for example, yeah, you brought up the whole thing about the picture when you go to. I guess whether there's a Tinder or anything like that, somebody's photo is kind of a false advertisement and everything. Yeah, that's probably the biggest understatement you've ever said in the history <laughs> of your show. <laughs> like, it's 
it's unbelievable. Like, there used to be a thing where it's just like, oh, well, don't put that sign up on your store because that's false advertising and you would never want to do that. I I don't understand what people would be thinking. Well, like, you know, maybe if I can just trick him into showing up, then I can convince him. Like, is that what's going through? Like, do you really want the foundation of a potential relationship being built on the inkwell filter? Like, it's just... <laughs> It, that, that it's crazy to me. It's mm. crazy to me. Like, uh, and I think that's something they borrowed from Hollywood when people used to show up and have their headshots retouched, and some thirty-eight-year-old would come in for an audition to play someone on nine hundred two one zero, and they're <laughs> using some retouched headshot, and all of a sudden the casting person's sitting there like, "Who the hell is this fireman? Who is this retired fireman who's coming in for this role? This guy's <laughs> supposed to be in tenth grade." I, I, it, it, it's, that's 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 bothersome to me. You should you should honestly get charged if you do that. Charged. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're gonna charge people to use free dating sites. No, 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 no. If you commit a heinous act hmm. within the confines of that app, all these things, people, they're built on some sort of good faith. Remember that? You might not have heard that term. Um, but there's something called like good faith when you make a negotiation, this, that, and the other. If I'm going to show up on a dating app, I, ha- I should have the faith that you're going to be somewhat. I even give you the leeway to pick your favorite pictures. Mm. Okay, that's fair enough. There should be good faith that you're going to look somewhat like you do in the pictures. Like, do you understand? <laughs> what if what if you went out for an apartment and you see an, a beautiful one? Right. And you show up and it's Joe's apartment from MTV. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know if you guys know that one, but it's just a cockroach written New High Park. Uh, New High Park. New High Park. Oh, I got this. That's where I went to high school. <laughs> <laughs> I got personal real quick. <laughs> no, New High Park was fine. New High Park was fine. I meant New York City apartment. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I guess. I guess part. I have something. I don't know. I have something <laughs> hey, deep down. Maybe hey, you never know. Everybody got demons. It's okay. You know. You gotta <laughs> let them out each, each any way you can. But um, last thought. Right now, in 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 all the sports, right? I know you talk about you being an, you're an Islanders fan. You have your issues with the Knicks. What's your favorite? It's not so much with the Knicks. Yeah. I I'm not a huge. I'm I'm kind of upset with Knicks fans. Um. You know, through the years, when you're signing these bad deals and whatnot, it doesn't make you a bad fan to not go to their games, not watch whatever, not support them because they are now the abusive husband. When mm. they're when they're when they're go, they're getting uh, Noah and Derek Rose. They're just they're not doing intelligent moves. Right. They deserve to have the back turned on them temporarily, temporarily, Ed, because you want to see them do good things. If you're Oh, God, this is a <laughs> – if someone is abusive to you, if yes. someone's beating you down, yes. you don't go – you know what? No, I'm using the term. If you're, you have an abusive husband, you don't just, you don't just justify his behavior. Mm. If your husband's abusing you, you can't be that person, oh, well, you know, they, were, they made him do a double and he had to have the Jenkins files on their desk by 9 a.m. No, that does not give good reason as to what they're doing. And when the Knicks are doing these stupid moves, you don't just keep selling out the garden and showing up because you're giving them free reign to know that that income's coming in and have no changes. Now, these Islander fans are carnies, yeah. but let me tell you what they did. I don't know if you read recently. They paid for a billboard that said snow must go, the GM. Mm, wow. 
Okay. Wow. It's it's taking matters into their own hand. Is that a carny move? Yes. Yes. But but at least they're not just saying, "Well, we hate what you're doing." Uh, you know, here's uh, here's our money anyway. Right. They're they're taking a stand in probably more uh, obscure ways, but they're taking a stand. I, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Now, my last question. You said, and you've said this on plenty of occasions, that if he ran for president, Greg Popovich, you would vote for him. I'd vote for Greg Popovich. Tell Absolutely. Him, I need to know why. Because you, when you think of like, oh, well, trust me, this, like this whole Kawhi Leonard thing? Yeah. Are you really worried? No. No. Because Popovich knows. <laughs> he just knows best. Like, yeah. if he was running this country and he's like, guys, no, 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 we got we to gotta work a little extra right now. You, you just know. You know he'll rest you when he needs it. He does it for all his veterans. He know when when he knows what's needed at the time, and you trust he's gonna get the most bang for his buck. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's gonna be tough to like pop. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna discipline us. Yeah. You know, they say like he disciplined, but he doesn't play favorites. Not at all. That's what we need. We need the discipline of <laughs> pop. But he's got a good heart. He's got a good heart. He's got some comedy in those interviews. He does. But you know. He's always getting positive results. Sometimes we just need to sit down sometimes. Uh, he's just going to rest us when we don't want to rest. Yeah, and you know yeah. what? If you ain't performing and you complain, he'll get rid of you. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> but, uh, Andy, thank you very much, man, for stopping by and just basically sharing everything that you're doing. Uh, you want to give your links one more time so that people can follow yeah. you, whether it's on social media or, you know, yeah. YouTube? Yeah, um, so on Instagram it would just be Andy Francis. Simple enough. And then if you go to the website, just andyfrancis.com, that's A-N-D-Y, and the word France, F I don't know why I explain it like that, F-R-A-N-C-E-S-S.com, it will redirect you to the YouTube page. Um, so either one of those ways are the easiest ways to get, the, uh, get any content I make. But I appreciate it too, Ed. It's you know you saved me one therapy bill. <laughs> hey, this is this is what it's, it's here for. You know, it's a session for everybody to let out all their grievances, and you did just that. So, Andy, thanks again, man. And uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Social with Eddie C. Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio. I'm, look at that! The Santas first thousand Santas get in free at Nassau Coliseum. And what is that Rangers fan doing out on the ice? The Islander <laughs> Santa's got him. Look at a little guy getting him. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Are they serious with him? I hope or not. Or is that just sort of fooling around? I hope they oh, won't that fool guy, around. That guy looks serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think he said, get, get that, that jersey off. <laughs> Only in New York. Oh, goodness. I was on Long Island, though, right? I want to take the time to thank my guest, Mr. Andy Francis, for stopping by and just giving us his thoughts on the New York Islanders. And as always, to everyone that tunes in and takes the time to listen, it's really appreciated, especially for everyone that um, that has voted so far for the People's Choice. The Be Free Awards is coming up. I am blessed to be nominated. I'm thanking you so much for tuning in and just supporting the show because it's just so much more that I love to do with it. And and just be creative with it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Make sure to click click the link on uh, the Brooklyn Free Speech page, as well as the SoundClouds, and just, you know, support. I appreciate it so much. It's it's really great and an honor to be able to perform the show every week and uh, just to have you guys listen to it. So until next time, you listen to Eddie Easton Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio.